We're the Inspired Incompetence Podcast, and our thread count is so low, it's like sleeping on hay. How's everybody doing today? Itchy. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So here we are, the beginning of book three. We did it. We We won the game. We did do it. Hooray, yes. It's all over now. How many books are there? Six. Six. I I set a new PR for getting a character to last through the first two books. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I mean, Elias is still around. He is still with us, yes. And by this time, Joe had already gone through two characters in... Uh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> in Skull and Shackles. New he had lost record. the Masked Helmet and the Masked Shield before <laughs> book two was done. But yeah, I, in Joe's defense, he introduced Cheryl in book two, and Cheryl lasted the whole way from there. Yep, that's yep, true. yep. I got to say, guys, I am super impressed that there has been only one PC death so far. Well, we've tried real hard to make it higher, but. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys are playing smart. You guys are getting lucky with your roles and you're, you're building good characters. And yeah, it's, it, it's still been a fucking slog, but I think, uh, I think I speak for everybody when I say that it, it's kind of incredible that. You're, you've come out in as good shape as you did. So, speaking of pretty good, uh, everybody's now level eight. Hell yeah. So, let's uh, let's go over that real quick before we do anything else. Who wants to go over their level eight goodies first? You know what? I will. I'll, I'll, I'll change things up a little bit. All right. Vipira ended up taking Vital Strike as her rogue talent, uh, thanks to the benevolent GM, Alex. There was a uh, what? What happened, Matt? <laughs> it, they don't need. We don't need to get oh, into okay, it. Sorry. Um, Tom took a rogue talent that he didn't need to, and he ba- he basically came to me hat in hand, saying, "Can I please undo that?" And I said yes. So anyway, I got six HP. We don't need to go over like the HP and the base attack bonus and all that. Although everybody now has. Uh, and a turret of attack, which is pretty big. I was just about to go over that. Yeah, yeah. I just got a interrogative attack that is borderline useless to me. I've just found out that I uh, any natural attacks don't really go through unless if I have a a weapon in hand. weapon. Yeah, that's the blessing and the curse of natural attacks. Because at first level, you had two attacks with no penalty. Yeah. And now here we are at eighth level, and you're like, oh, can I have a third attack? <laughs> Uh, now something big that came across uh, is my dex got up to 18, which means it is at a four mod. Uh, nice. So my attacks went up, everything went up. So great there. I think that's it for me. I think I see you have improved on candy dodge. Oh, right. That came along with um, with level eight. Yes, I have improved on candy dodge as well. Uh, if another rogue tries to sneak attack you by flanking you, uh, they need to have at least four more levels uh, of rogue than you do in order for that to work. Oh, that's uh, big. That's bigly. Yeah, well, I mean, it depends I mean, on a lot of it depends on rogue. yeah what kind of enemies that you're going to be fighting. Uh, there could be there could be some rogues coming up, or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, the classic I, undead rogue. All right, who wants to go next? Me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, haste is my new level three spell, so we're going to be nice. absolutely outrageous. Uh, mostly me, but I guess the other people will be pretty good too. 
<laughs> and uh, my iterative attack is with a scythe. So that's going to be, you know, you can look forward to some real um, pwn coming out there. And Thalias gets this weird tendril stuff. I don't really understand it, but it sounds powerful. So look for Thalias to be doing all kinds of weird shit. Your, it's your bonded manifestation ability, which you've had already. Uh, it has been giving you a plus four shield bonus to your armor class while Thalias is in his ectoplasmic form. Yep, yep. And we love um, him for that. Yep, so like as a swift action, you activate it and boom, you get a, a plus four shield bonus. But now, when you activate it, in addition to that, you also get two tentacle attacks, like ectoplasmic tentacles. I get um, them? I thought Thalias got them. Well, you're going to use Thalias's, like attack bonuses and damage, but otherwise it is you making the attack because Thalias is technically still like in your consciousness, but the oh. tendrils like come out of you. But what's really cool about that is that's a swift action. So you can, you can cast a spell as your standard, move up to the enemy, and then as a swift action, attack, attack with two tentacles. So is he inside me for this one? Or... Yes. Okay, that's when he's inside me. Right, yeah, you can't do that when he's out and, like, fighting with you. Okay, because he's always out and fighting with me, and I never put him inside because it seems like, why would I? This is a big reason why I would. He spent a lot of time in your consciousness before when he was, like, down to one hit point, and you're like, get yeah. back here, Thalias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when that happens, he can still now help and, like, do his tentacle attacks with no risk to him. Okay, that's super sweet. Now, we haven't, this hasn't really come up before, but there's also an incorporeal bonded manifestation. Like, Thalias can either be in an ectoplasmic form or incorporeal form. And if you ever do bonded manifestation in incorporeal form, uh, something that you've already had, but it's just never come up, is you get concealment against ranged attacks because you, you're covered in, like, this incorporeal mist. But now, in addition to that, uh, all of your melee attacks are treated with uh, having ghost touch. Okay. So you guys are fighting a, a ghost or some other incorporeal creature. Bam. Randolph can hit them with impunity. Yeah, with so that. total impunity coming up. Serving right. you a, a steaming hot plate of impunity. Where did uh, th where did Randolph's uh, plus one uh, ability score at level eight go? Uh, strength, obviously. Nice, nice, nice. Much like me, he's huge. <laughs> All right, who wants to go next? I will. Uh, so, eighth level is not huge for kineticist. The iterative attack really means nothing for me. Luckily for probably everyone involved, you can't uh, can't do more than one kinetic blast in a round until later levels when you get like basically quicken spell for it, and that's a whole other animal. But yeah, the big thing that I got is I got a plus one to my con which put that up to a plus six total modifier. And I, for my wild talent at this level, I took expanded defense, which gave me the, the water-based defensive talent for a kineticist, which allows me to give myself either a static armor or a static shield bonus, as long as I have any burn whatsoever. Yeah, the water defense is a pretty tanky one. Yeah, it's very nice. Especially because I've been like the squishy one for a while now as far as being hit. And I think mm -hmm. uh, I think Randolph officially has that title now. So, Oh. But yeah, that's, okay. that's all I got. And who wants to go last? So I'll go last. Um, 
So Uhtred, for level 8, obviously he got his iterative attacks like everyone else. And then for being a Magus, he actually got improved spell strike. Basically, I get a plus 2 bonus on my concentration checks to cast a spell in combat. And that is on top of if I, from the original spell, spell combat, I could take a attack penalty and convert the amount of that attack penalty into a bonus on my spell concentration. I don't think Uhtred's ever actually done that. But yeah, basically it's going to be at minimum a plus two bonus on concentration chest to cast spells in combat, which that's pretty cool. And then for Uhtred's two spells, he chose Vampiric Touch. Uh, which basically is a touch attack, so I can send it through my scimitar, where I deal an additional, I deal 1d6 of damage, like it's like per level or per every two levels, and the amount of damage that I deal to the creature gets converted into temporary HP for Uhtred that lasts for one hour, which is good because I rolled a one for my HP this level. Ouch. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Oh, the other spell was um, Dispel Magic. Always a good good safety guard to have in the toolbox. All right, uh, so that's everybody's level eight. Let's take it into book three with a little cutscene. Ooh. Gallowspire remains secure. The Whispering Tyrant has made no observable progress in escaping. The nation of Ustalav continues to heal, both in nature and in people. Roving monsters and undead have continued to decline in frequency, and the Belks in front remains quiet. The scene appears before us, and we see a single man standing at the center of what appears to be a large congressional chamber. Several men and women sit before him, all positioned higher up, forcing the man to crane his head back to properly address them. The salt-and-pepper-haired man stands firm, almost as a statue in his resplendent armor. The men and women glance at each other, a strum of anxiety rippling through them. After a moment, one of the counselors clears his throat before running his long, thin fingers down his snowy white beard. Commander Barrenmore, these are all such positive developments, and yet you sound so disappointed. Commander Barrenmore lowers his gaze with a grimace before returning his attention to the men and women before him. Forgive me, Counselor. Another moment of silence. A bespectacled woman stirs in her high seat. Speak your mind, Commander. As you wish. This nation is one born from conflict. Our fathers and their fathers fought ceaselessly against the Whispering Tyrant. Those who lived through the war and founded this nation were among the strongest, wisest, most disciplined military the Inner Sea had ever seen. Had the Whispering Tyrant broken free then, he would have regretted it. Now, less than a century later, we become fat, slow, lazy. Everything that had tempered our ancestors, honed their skills and sharpened their magics. They're all gone. Now we conduct drills in the countryside against dummies. We patrol endlessly through tamed hills, fighting back little more than bands of gnolls. If the Whispering Tyrant breaks free now, he will find a dulled enemy. Worse. He will find a nation filled with new troops of his own after we've all been turned. 
The council before him stirs with wildly mixed reactions. The bearded man runs his open palms over his face in exasperation. Again, we must have this discussion. While many others seem to share the bearded man's sentiments, many others glance around nervously, murmuring. After a minute of general noise and disorder, the bearded man noisily bangs a gavel on his desk. Enough! Enough! Commander, you speak of the sacrifices of our forefathers as though they did a disservice. They gave their lives so that we might live in peace. Commander Barrymore shakes his head firmly. No, Counselor. They took peace away from us when they decided to seal Tarbaphon in his crypt instead of finishing the job they started. A dark-skinned dwarf bangs his fist on his high desk. I was there, Commander, and you know not what you speak. Such a task would have finished the dwindling forces we had left, and then there would be no seal around Gallowspire today. Again, the chamber erupts with more chaotic chatter among the counselors. Commander Barrenmore stands ever still and watches in resolute silence. Another minute passes before the bearded man's gavel calls for silence once more. What is your point, Commander? What is it you propose? Are we to crack open Gallowspire and cut our teeth on whatever horrors come spilling out before the whispering tyrant himself? Several counselors chuckle at this, but the commander shakes his head again, quite serious. No. Such a conflict is beyond what our military could possibly handle. There are other enemies out there that we should be focusing on while the tyrant is out of the picture. The dark-skinned dwarf stands up in alarm. You wish to wage war? As practice? Have you lost your mind? This nation was founded for one purpose, to stand watch over Gallowspire and ensure Tarbaphon, the whispering tyrant, never again threatens the world. We are betraying that oath by growing soft. Who then? What hapless nation shall we attack if we are to uphold our oath of peace? Geb. The chamber falls silent. The elderly counselor tugs at his white beard in unspoken frustration. We can see the faintest of smirks sneak its way into Commander Barrenmore's face, quite satisfied with the reaction of this single word. The bearded man draws breath several times, ready to retort, but words fail him, until... The undead nation of Geb is no ally to us, but they are, all of them, abominations. Even so, they have existed peacefully in their corner of the inner sea for millennia. And we are to wait for them to decide to change that? It is not our place to presume the agendas of other nations, or enact judgment upon them based on our place is in the protection of our people. Our people are not safe so long as Tarbaphon yet stirs. As long as he remains active, we must assume each day is his last in confinement. We are not prepared for that possibility, however fantastical you seem to think it is. War made our people strong, and war will make them strong again. Here we have a nation of enemies not unlike the very foe we must remain prepared for, a nation that at worst will wage their own war on the living, and at best will not be missed by its neighbors near or far. And when they are gone, then what? Who shall we set our sights on as the next most disposable, our next target practice? I propose a vote. All heads of the Congress turn to the bespectacled woman. The bearded man's eyes bulge in fury. For a long, strangled moment, the room is silent once more. The bearded man straightens back up with a slow, measured breath. <sighs> Who seconds the motion for a vote? Silence again. 
Then a half-elven man raises his hand. I second the proposal. The bearded man closes his eyes in dismay. When he opens them, it is to glare down at Commander Barrenmore, who returns the look in full. He looks around at his colleagues. All who vote to remain at peace? He raises his hand and looks around. The dark-skinned dwarf is one of very few to vote with him. He looks back at the commander, but this time it is in fear. And all those who vote to wage war on the nation of Geb. He doesn't need to look at the overwhelming majority of raised hands to know the outcome. The chamber again breaks out in murmurs and crosstalk. Another gavel. The bearded man appears winded, but quickly regains his composure. Very well. Let us adjourn and reconvene in three days' time, where we will assemble a team to travel to Geb for a reconnaissance mission, to collect information on the people and military therein. The bearded man raises his gavel, but that won't be necessary, Counselor. I took the liberty of assembling such a team myself already. They can be hidden among the enemy by the time it would take this council to come to such a decision. And who is this unsanctioned team, Commander Barrenmore? The commander turns back to the chamber's exit, and on cue, seven knights enter, led by a tall man with blonde hair and a neat short beard, who strikes a moderate resemblance to Commander Barrenmore. My grandson Emeritus is the embodiment of Last Wall's past. He's been trained since he was a boy, and he will lead this team to glory. This is highly irregular, Commander. But the bearded counselor's words are but a murmur in his shock. The blonde knight Emeritus steps forward at his grandfather's invitation. He raises his single-bladed sword high above his head. In unison, his six soldiers mimic the motion with their own weapons. For last wall! The chamber is filled with the chant repeated by the knights and the counselors. Commander Barrenmore places a hand upon his grandson's shoulder with a smile of pride. And then we look back to the bearded man who sits in struck silence. And as the chanting fades, we zoom in on his wide eyes until blackout. Tall, crumbling letters form the title screen. Book three, Last Watch. Sweet. And we open back up on our four heroes, Anthelias and Yina. <laughs> <laughs> Having just uh, narrowly avoided a combat uh, with this mysterious masked woman who uh, caught Yando's arrow mid-flight, crushed it, and teleported away. But before all that, she told you guys that she wanted you to go to Vigil, the capital city of Last Wall, and warn the Knights of Ozum about what happened here, and that it has every chance of happening in Vigil as well, and also to be on the lookout for someone or something named Gildeus. She also provided you with a horse-drawn carriage in which she claimed was resources and respite. What does everybody so, do? So she claims... Well, I guess that settles that. Let's start on our way to Vigil. Anyone ever get one of those times where you were about to do something, but then someone, like, told you to do it, and now you just really don't want to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. That's definitely <laughs> not what Uhtred's feeling after everything we've just been through. So Uhtred is not sharing that sentiment with uh, Matt slash Rogar? Yeah, no, Uhtred is not sharing that. Uhtred didn't want to fight that lady to begin with. Uhtred's kind of <laughs> always been on the side of like, 
man, maybe we don't have to fight everybody. And yeah, I'm really glad she caught that arrow, snapped it, and disappeared. Yep, Vipira's. Uh, yeah, Vipira can't Vi- be mad at Rogar. Like we're all good. Yeah, no. that worked out. Best case scenario. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, Vipira enjoyed uh, Rogar's uh, mental strain on that, though. Yeah, kind of relished in it. <laughs> you did I this think- to yourself. <laughs> I think Uhtred, as he turns to walk towards the uh, the the carriage there. He's, like, got a smile on his face. He's outside, in the sunlight. Those two can't be mad at each other right now. Like, <laughs> this is great times. Yep. It is pretty good times. Don't tell me I can't be mad at Vipera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm mad. It's just more along the lines of, I enjoyed that scene. Um, I mean, everyone can feel free to go into the carriage. Like, Rogar is not against riding in the carriage, but... He's enjoying just being outside in the fresh air and the sunlight right now, so he's just going to kind of fly alongside for the beginning of this journey, at least. Yeah, I think Uhtred bef- wouldn't just, like, hop right into the carriage. He'd probably start, like, looking it over, see if there was uh, anything inside. Yeah, but Vipira absolutely just hops in and is just uh, ready to sleep. Maybe he Yeah, I'm currently... Like- uh, go ahead, sorry, Tom. Uh, maybe her head is peeking out uh, outside just to kind of stare up at the sky. I'm uh, fighting with Elias as to who gets the uh, window seat. And then well, finally, finally, I say, get back inside. <laughs> <laughs> put it back in my brain. <laughs> He's got like a double window seat. <laughs> yeah. Looking exactly. out the window through out <laughs> Randolph's ear hole or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, well, let me ask you guys this. Who's uh, who's going to be uh, driving? Not it. This ain't no yeah. magical horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. I assumed it was magical. Not Uhtred. Was What What does it take? A ride check? Uh, Yeah, probably. How far is uh, Rossler's coffer from Vigil by horse carriage? With By horse carriage, assuming good weather conditions and good road conditions, it's about a six-day trip. Yeah. Whoa. See, that, that's a lot of time Uhtred could be making scrolls and stuff, like, so he mm-hmm. shouldn't drive. That's also so, just enough time for uh, someone to read through that, that Tome of Understanding. Randolph. Ooh, yeah. hmm? That's you. Oh. That, that Tome that'll give you a permanent plus one to wisdom. Oh. But then I have to read... He finally got out of this prison and I guess spent six days reading. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Uhtred destroyed the whole library in like hours. (laughs) I'll make the lies read while I uh, enjoy the scenery. Yeah, would that work? I don't think it's real. Like, you're not going to need to constantly be making ride checks on this. Like, the horses, like, uh, like, assuming they're trained, they know what to do needing to like make any checks or have any sort of proficiency as like a stagecoach driver or an animal handler would only really come up in like adverse conditions or if like some sort of danger showed up can we make Elias do it i mean as long as he's in his ectoplasmic form and he uh commits his uh his concentration on it yeah Oh, perfect. Kind of, so yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we get like a <laughs> get a little driver out of me. 
That's even better. Yeah, I, I pop him back out and say, sorry, no windows for you at all. Go up front and drive. <laughs> well, that's even better because yeah. like, like his eye holes are his windows. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Because he's outside. No, this has easily been our best day since we started this campaign. Everything's well, funny, day ever. Funny you mentioned that because let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, Ruin go it. over what happens when you go inside the carriage. You immediately spot a large barrel of fresh water. Ooh. Um, there are two weeks of trail rations. That's an addition. How many fucking days of trail rations do you guys have in the bag of holding? Like it came thirty with, or something. It came with like eighty. Yeah. Throw those. Yeah, it was some absurd number. <laughs> Throw so those that hardly uh, two matters. weeks in. There's also six skins of ale. Ooh, dibs on at least one of those. Uh, Ruggier hasn't had a good drink in weeks. He is with yeah. <laughs> not, he's not Jones so and He's Jones yeah. and hard. <laughs> Uchir will definitely be drinking one of those probably tonight. There's a slender crate uh, in which you find a magical plus one short bow. And then a large crate contains a suit of plus one studded leather armor. Uh, then there are two masterwork light crossbows, a suit of masterwork chainmail, a plus one light crossbow, and a set of and a plus one flaming amulet of mighty fists. <laughs> oh, there you go, Vipera. <laughs> yeah. Hello. That solves a lot of problems because that makes your claws magical, right? Magical yep. and gives him some gives him an extra D six of yeah. fire damage. Oh man! All right. So in addition to that, uh, in his uh, ceaseless uh, wow wow wowing, uh, Uhtred would detect a magical aura uh, under one of the seats uh, and find a handy haversack. Oh, <laughs> really? That's nice. In, inside the handy haversack, there are some potions. There's uh, one potion of Eagle's Splendor. Uh, that's plus four to charisma. Uh, one potion of fox's cunning. That's plus four to intelligence. And one potion of owl's wisdom, which is plus four to wisdom. And there is a plus two ring of protection. A velvet bag on the wagon seat contains two magical wands. Uh, one of them is a wand of cure moderate wounds with 33 charges. Well, I hand oh. that right over to Randall. Oh, yeah, I take that big <laughs> <Randolph>. time. <laughs> the... Other is a wand of lesser restoration with 13 charges. Oh, and I hand that right over to him. <laughs> and cool. finally, uh, tucked beneath uh, another another of the wagon seats, you find a leather bag containing 500 platinum pieces. Whoa, really? What is... Oh, my God. I, I, uh, <laughs> I pull out the bag of platinum pieces, and I turn to Rohir and Yando and go, uh, can you believe that you guys shot at that lady? <laughs> and like, open it up. I'd do it again. I, yeah. Yeah, I would. I believe you actually would. This stuff would still be here. Huh. Probably. It's an awful lot of assets to provide for somebody who might be against us. Uh, could all be cursed. Well, I detect magic isn't showing that, so. It could be, it could be enchanted to not show that with detect magic. You're right. Did you see you never how know easily she dispatched your arrow? Well, if you're going to complain about the money, why don't we just use it? I didn't say I wasn't <laughs> going to use it. I'm just saying it uh, not, might not be what it's saying. Like. All right, I'm right. As the treasurer of the fan club, you know <laughs> I will be in charge of it. So I definitely want, I'm eyeballing that 
plus two ring of protection. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like the plus two should go to Randolph. I already have one. I just checked my uh, character yeah, but, tab. But you have a ring of protection plus one. I think yeah, you should. It's think... plus two. Really? I think we got a plus two at some point, and uh, we're, you already made this argument and already gave it to me. So he does have a plus two already? Yep. So, uh, yeah, then I even more reason I'd like that other plus two one. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Rogar is not going to fight for the AC because he tries to stay at a distance anyway. Yeah, Vipira is not going to fight for it since she just got the amulet of Mighty Fist. I also think Vipira is uh, the only one who is proficient with short bows. Yep. I wouldn't mind uh, the plus one crossbow, though, or even a master crossbow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if Vipira wants to take the plus one short bow, just to have that as an option, that's that's fine with me. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with it. I would like that plus one studded leather armor, though. I don't, I'm fine with that. I think everyone else has better armor than that, and I can't wear armor. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Because <laughs> right now I've just got, oh no, I have a chain shirt, so the plus one studded leather is like the same thing. Yano doesn't have a uh, a plus one ring of protection. Seems like a Yando problem. What? <laughs> got a million of them. You guys are talking about how many extras you got, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as the president of his own fan club, uh, Yando uh, demands a ring of protection plus one. All right. Fine. Um, and actually, I will take the plus one studded leather because that'll make it so I have no AC penalty on anything. Any other deliberations? Nope. Yeah, are we ready to go? I think so. Okay. So, with Thalias at the reins, you guys depart Roslar's coffer. As you're rolling along, you're just watching this alien landscape that you find yourselves in that was present in, uh, like, Yando's blind, too. But now you're just seeing, like, just how widespread it is. Like, whatever happened, whatever caused that blast, just the magical fallout of it, is, it looks like it's just permanently warped the landscape and, and the natural uh, denizens. And somewhat in the distance to the, to the west, you can see, like, the, the cityscape, so to speak, of what is left of Roslar's coffer. Because you guys traveled, like, a half mile from the cemetery to get to the the temple so you're not really in the town anymore but you are still in that blast radius as the carriage takes you north you take your last look at roslar's coffer uh i don't know if that's with a now you a, say you say last look utrid has every intention of like you know when all this is solved like going back and like you know rebuilding roslar's coffer sure yeah well i mean he can but you know for for the the sake of, you know, you just spent an entire adventure in there trying to get out. Now you are, and who knows when you will next be able to come back, and who knows what the town will look like by then. You know, will will it look the same, or will these mutations, like, persist and accelerate? For all you know, this could be the last time you look at this version of Roslar's Coffer. But then you set your sights northward, and you start traveling along the western fringe of the northern Fangwood. You know that the Fangwood is split 
into the northern section and the southern section uh, by the Torrendel River, which runs along the southern border of Roslar's Coffer. And it runs east to west, or west to east, and empties out into Lake and Carthen far to the east. The southern Fangwood is relatively safe. It's got some established settlements within it. Not really too much to worry about. The northern Fangwood, everybody knows to kind of stay out. It, it has it has any sorts of dangerous fae, dragons, lizard folk, all very territorial. But you know that your trip does not require you to enter the Fangwood. Uh, luckily, there are very well-kept and established roads leading from Roslar's Coffer to Vigil. But I would like Thalias to give me a ride check to just kind of gauge how well the uh, your progress goes. Ah, jeez. Oh, he actually has Frankson ride. Look at that. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Well, oh, no, well, he doesn't, but it's not negative, which I kind of okay. assumed it would be. <laughs> Fifteen. Do All right. Build for this. <laughs> Spec the lies for driving the carriage. <laughs> the man did once ride an elk. That's true. It's in his blood. It's in his ectoplasm. All right, with a 15, yeah, you guys, it's, it's pretty smooth. Uh, it's definitely kind of a rough ride at first, getting out of this, uh, you know, the, the, the blast radius that you guys have been in. Like the, It was not kind to the, the soil either. It's all very bumpy and uneven. Parts of it have softened other parts of uh, hardened into like solid rock and it, it is slow going but after about another half mile once you clear the uh the bastion of light you exit the blast radius and you're for the first time since you arrived on the material plane in a relatively normal looking area all right yeah, you guys, it, it may it may just now dawn on you that, I mean, your your mission right now is to go to Vigil, to warn the Knights of Ozum, but it may just dawn on you that you can actually go wherever you want now. If you wanted to, you could say, fuck this, and just, and just go somewhere else. You are no longer, uh, like, trapped. You're no longer bound by any physical barriers dictating what you need to do in order to move on. So, I actually have a question for Rogyar. Are you staying with the group, or are you going back to your family? Choose your next words wisely, Rogyar. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the moment, Rogyar is at least going to accompany the group to Vigil. I feel As like a Rogyar... dedicated adventurer who won't leave our side. Rogyar has Forever been through too much with this group in the last few weeks to not at least see this task through um and the rest of the tasks (laughs) where it goes from there we'll see but at the very very least rogyar needs to to see this through and and go to vigil even also because i mean i gotta say is that the direction towards going home anyways it's the opposite direction Uh, yeah like uh if you're looking on the map here like Three Pines Ford, and then out to the... It's basically, it's a big lake there. Um, like, that's the direction that Rogyar comes from when he comes into town to sell things. Like, his home is a city, like, on the other side of that lake. It's not quite the opposite direction, but, like, you know, instead of going straight 
west or straight east to go home. He's going north to Vigil and then he can go east to go home if he needs to. So it's not like the worst thing out of the way. It is definitely out of the way. Yes. But uh, yeah, it, it is de- It is definitely not towards his home. Uh, so, well, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, at least uh, Rogyar has committed to, at the very least... The very uh, least. See this through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys, you're on the you're on the road for a while, and about five six hours pass, and it's gonna get dark soon. Vipira, she almost forgot, but she, you know, at one point or another, it would have come up. So Vipira opens up her bag and pulls out the robe of bones, and she goes. As I promised, we are away from the church. This, once again, you know what my vote is, but I put this to the group. I don't make decisions on my own. So she puts it uh, out there, and she kind of gets the sense of what's going to happen next, but uh, essentially she's just going to walk aside uh, alongside the, um, the trailer. Oh, I'll give you the same answer I gave before. That needs to be destroyed. We don't need it. We don't need the money that we'd get from selling it. And it's it's a tool for evil. It needs to be destroyed. I'm inclined to agree, Vipira. I just, I can't wrap my mind around. Who would possibly buy that from you and not use it for nefarious purposes? Once again, Vipira is uh, outside walking because she's... She already knows what the group's response to this is going to be. Uh, she's annoyed that it's coming to that, but... Uhtred also says that, like, with his face buried in the journal of Balthasar, like, reading through it, like, not even, like, really, like, caring to turn other than to just give his input quick. You have two votes for destroy it at the moment. What about you, Randolph? I can't believe you still have that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of it! (laughs) If we were to sell it, whoever wanted it enough to spend money on it is not a good person. And we would know that because he bought it. So then we could beat him up and take the robe of bones back from him after he bought it from us. Yeah, did you bump your head? (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, nothing but for nefarious purposes. In all seriousness, yeah, I... I think any of those that we can remove from the world is a net gain for us. How many undead did we fucking fight back there? These things create more undead. Why would we ever want to create more undead? Why would we ever want to facilitate someone else making more undead? My votes would destroy it. Sorry, Vipira. Yando kind of like... he He's been like lounging in one of the on one of the seats in the carriage, and he, like, shoots up. He's like, holy shit, I just thought of something. What if there's someone at Vigil who also wants to destroy shit like this and will pay a reward for anybody who turns them in? Like a rage room? Uh, what? <laughs> no, no, not like a rage room. Like, when, when you have an animal population that explodes and they start, like, you know, the local governing agency will pay you for, to go out yeah and hunt it. yeah like like there's a bounty on evil items 
we bring them to the 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 right people we know that they're going to destroy it for us but they reward us for bringing them to them that would be nice but now that i think about it a little bit more we might want to hold on to them till we get to vigil to use as evidence of the whispering ways involvement i mean i you feel also have journal's the journal is pretty yeah. substantial <laughs> but I'm also not convinced I want to maybe let the journal known to them. Depends on what I find out in the journal. like, And it also depends on how openly, you know, whatever authoritative figure we're about to go plead our case to is towards us. Uhtred is now aboard the train. Save him the vigil. Speaking of the journal, Nick, uh, Uhtred has gotten basically everything he can out of it. Like, you can still be, like, going through it and be like... Like with like a finer tooth comb beyond what, yeah, you, uh, I'd probably give read. it the the deep dive this time. Um, so another thing was that occult ritual that you said that you yes, that well, Uhtred would have wanted to learn. So Uhtred, uh, you're you're reading through Valthazar's journal and you're and and you have decided I want to learn this ritual. Uh, so it will take four days of studying this ritual. And then at the end of that four-day period, you need to make an intelligence check. DC equals 15 plus the ritual level, which is four. So a DC 19 intelligence check. Uh, If you succeed, then boom, you learn it. And if you fail, then the ritual's secrets elude you, but you can start the process anew. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I would start doing that. Okay. So Uhtred is focusing on learning the ritual. Uh, Randolph is uh, learning from that book of wisdom. Uh, Vipira, Rogyar, are you guys doing anything with your days as you travel? Um, Rogyar is mostly just spending as much time flying around as he can, both acting as a bit of a lookout and just enjoying that freedom of being able, being able to fly again in the open air and... And everything. Yeah. Um, um, I think a lot of the time he would also manifest the uh, the familiar, his his spirit of of Dolren, and just just enjoy kind of like playing in the air with him. Yeah, I I will say that flying, while not strenuous for you, uh, would probably wear you out about as quickly as walking for the same amount of time. Right. So, like, I just don't want you to think that you could like. Like, Definitely. if you wanted to, you could be like, I'm just going to fly straight to Vigil and, like, cut that time in, like, you know, a tenth. Yeah, no, I know. Or anything like that. Okay. So, with that in mind, and Thalias went ahead and got uh, 15 on his ride check, so you guys are going pretty good. Uh, you've kind of rounded out the the southwestern edge of the northern Fangwood, and you're now making your way straight north along uh along the western border there and a few hours pass and it's getting it's gonna get dark soon so you guys decide to uh make camp or do you decide to trudge on through the night it's pretty cozy in here right do we have to make camp or do we just pull over and uh well couldn't we just do it in watches right get everybody in the wagon to sleep and, like, we would normally run a watch rotation, and the watch rotation can just be the person driving, right? Well, the horses need to rest, too. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> run those bitches into the ground. <laughs> They're not our horses. <laughs> <laughs> 
then yeah, I, I imagine we would make camp, right? Yeah, and the the carriage would definitely uh, act as home base. Yeah, like a comfortable place to sleep. You've got a couple padded seats, like padded benches that two of you could sprawl out on, and there's enough room on the on the floor in the middle for two people to sleep there, and then a fifth person could keep watch, like on top of the on top of the wagon or in the like the coach seat. Right. I always imagine Rogiar like when he goes to sleep, he just kind of like floats a few feet above the ground, just like <laughs> just like hovering in midair. When he snores, best, yeah, he goes best down. Best padding a bit. ever. <laughs> so we are keeping watches, or are we? Just oh, of kinda, course. Yeah, of course. We're keeping watches. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, let's establish right now for the rest of this campaign. Anytime we rest, we're establishing watches, even if we don't say it. Yeah. I still, I still like to yeah. <laughs> get, get that reaction out of you guys. Like you actually think that I'm, yeah. like I'm trying to pull a fast one. You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll, okay, I'll take uh, my customary last watch. Uh, my pure will I'll take, take a first watch. My customary no watch. <laughs> Fucking freeloader. Yeah, I guess I'm stuck in the middle then. Yando will share first watch with Vipera. So, Vipera. You got anyone back in Vigil? Any family? Any friends? Uh, Vipira kind of scratches the back of her head. Um, I know a couple people who are awaiting my arrival. How about you? No, not really. Uh, I, I, I haven't really been nailed down anywhere for a while now. That's right. I've... Where have you come from? I assume that you've uh, lived in Rosler's coffer all your life. Where, where, where did you hail from? Well, if I if I had a place to call home, it would be uh, oh, the, me my my mom has a, a little farm on the to the north of the Fangwood. I, I go check in on her every once in a while, but for the most part, I I just kind of patrol Last Wall for for undead threats and just kind of keep moving and i just happen to be uh, in the uh right place a wrong place when all that shit went down in in rose lost kaffa is your uh mom still alive oh yeah she's she's getting on in years now but yeah she's she's alive she she used to be a bowman with the uh the last wall cavalry which is pretty pretty fucking good shot it's actually where I where I learned my bowman skills from, but she retired after uh, she started getting old, and yeah, she just she spends the time there now. Well, uh, I wouldn't mind having some uh, lessons in uh, some archery, considering I just got this new short bow. It would be nice to know how to uh, utilize it if time came. Maybe a couple of lessons when we're uh, when day breaks. Yando takes out his remaining arrows, and you count 13. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and he says, yeah, that would have been nice if uh, if that old undead fuck uh, left some arrows with with your bow, because I could definitely use some myself, but yeah, I, can, I could definitely give you some, some pointers. Once we uh, the sun comes up, maybe uh, we can make a quick foray into the fangwood, just get some... Just get some wood uh, to to fletch some cheap arrows out of, just for just for practice, you know. Sure. All right. Uh, so I want Vipira and Yando to give me perception checks. 
for their watch. Yano got a natural one, so how's uh, Vipira doing? <laughs> uh, Vipira got a 21. Okay. Yano's natural one was still a 12 total, so not horrible, but uh, yeah, your uh, your watch with Yando goes by uneventfully. Who uh, who said that they were up next? That'd be me. All right. Vipira wakes up Rogyar. Uh, it's time for your watch. Uh, nothing to report. Oh, that's good to hear. Go enjoy your sleep, Vipira. Another long day tomorrow. All right, uh, Rogyar, are you doing anything on your watch, or are you just watching? Uh, I'm just watching. Um, <laughs> again, I would probably like manifest my uh, my familiar, my my Dolren spirit, just to. I don't know. I feel like now that we're finally free, that I want to have Dolren out as much as I can, just so that he can experience that same freedom of being cooped away. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just manifest him, let him go, like, fly around and, and enjoy himself. Okay. Give me a perception check. A 24. Okay. Rogar's watch passes without uh, any problems. All right. Well, then when the time comes, I'll pull Dolren back and I'll go wake up Uhtred. <sighs> Uhtred will uh, get up. Uh, nothing to report, my boy. Oh, that's so nice to hear for once. Oh, isn't it? How are the stars, Rogar? I'm looking forward to seeing some. Oh, it's just, it's glorious being able to see them again, isn't it? It's the little things, right? I never was much of a star person, but I know I'm going to enjoy this night. And uh, as Uhtred's saying that, he's going to walk over to Randolph and grab his shoulder and kind of start shaking and say, Randolph, <laughs> come on, it's time for our watch. Huh? <coughs> what? What's going on? It, we gotta Who do dare our wakes watch. Randolph from his slumber? <laughs> it is me, Uhtred. Oh, rise. Hello, Uhtred. Why, is it daylight already? It looks like nighttime. Uh, it'll be daylight shortly, but uh, we have to do the last watch. We have to do the last watch. Yes. Are you afraid of the dark and you've come to Randolph for it? We'd love to do the last watch with you. Come on, get up, get up. And I do want to look at my card. Would you like a reminder? Yes, please. So the last thing from Kishikish was, I'm so sorry he was a good man, unlike Rossler. Still meditating on it. Road to hell, good intentions. My response was... He truly was Barzak sent Randolph and somehow Thalias in the Bastion of the Light, Valthasar. You uh, you take out your Harrow card and uh, you see new writing around the borders. And it says, Barzak is indeed very powerful. I'm sure if he sent Thalias back to you, uh, it is in good faith and high regard. That's all it says. My response is going to be killed Valthasar, headed to Virgil. Vigil. Yeah, headed to Vigil, tipped off Galdaeus, escaped, and what's the name of it? Spire Mountain? Something like that. Gallowspire. Gallowspire. Po- I'll say possible Galdaeus free from Gallowspire. Okay. And that'll probably fill a response. Okay. Give me a perception check. Both of you. I mean, Anthelias, right? 
Yeah, as long as uh, Randolph manifests. Oh, he is. He's That's the only reason me. why I woke Randall up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to hang out with Thalias. <laughs> and I could just see yeah. Randolph being like, if I gotta be awake, so do you, Thalias. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fourteen and eighteen from the the Ellington boys. Uh, let's see. Perception. Twelve. Nothing of note. Sweet. I've got a question for Joe. Yes. Didn't Thalias have a bunch of strength damage? Oh yeah, he's all kinds of jacked up. I was just looking at his character sheet. <laughs> I gotta address it in the morning because I don't have any spells. All it's right. the morning. Well, you're you're awake for the day now, so you do. Oh, all right. Yeah, so I'll spend some time patching up Thalias. And the restorations were rolls, right? Did you want me to do that now? Yeah. So what what's uh, Thalias' current strength damage? Uh, it's bad. Hold on. Yeah, I remember. Uh, like, minus ten. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and yeah, his con is minus what, twelve three. points of strength damage. Yeah, his con is what? Minus three. When did that happen? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're always <laughs> blasting him with shit. Oh, who remembers? Um, okay, so lesser restoration heals one d four ability damage from one ability score. So the con and strength will need to be healed separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude. So, Do you see this? Oh, my God. You see so that? what? Are, yeah. Strengths. Oh, so, four. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Dude, no way. Roll three so, fours. So that totally uh, heals his strength damage. Yeah. Nah, he's still got three con damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just make sure I have enough spells for this. I think I do. I'm pretty sure you had four second level spells at level seven. Yeah, and I still have four. I think you have five now. Spe- You've got four second level spells per day without bonus spells. Right. So that should give you a total of five second level spells per day. No. So bon- w- with bonus spells, you should have five, five, and three for first, second, and third level God. spells per day. Dang it. All right. Well, we're using them all, and we got it. After using all of them. I rolled a one after that string of fours. Oh. But then I rolled a three, so boom. All right. So I'm fighting with Elias this whole time. Like, you know, patching him up. Like, oh my God, look at you. What happened? What happened? Can't take you anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Knowing that it very well could have been me that got hit by all those things, you know? Yeah. All right. So it is now the next day. Everybody's awake. We continue with our northward trek to Vigil. To Vigil. Don't stand around. Get up there and start driving. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's get another ride check from Thalias. Oh, Oh. my Thalias. That's a 24. Holy shit. On a natural Natural 20. 20. All right. Yeah. Thalias does a banging job uh, steering. I like because he's all fixed up this time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like slumped over. He's not. Yeah, he's not propped up this time. <laughs> you can just like set him down on like the stagecoach seat and like put the reins in his hand. Be like, all right, just don't fucking move. Don't take any sharp turns. <laughs> yes, it was just the horses walking the path. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, yeah, so you get another full day's worth of uh, of uh, riding out on the road. Randolph continues to read from his. Book of Wisdom, and Uhtred continues to uh, learn his occult ritual, and we get to the next night. Let's do watches. Yeah, rinse and repeat, right? Uh, I'm going to sleep through this one. You keep uh, saying that. 
Vipira will uh, take first watch, and she's going to uh, start making arrows if uh, she hasn't already started. Yeah, I mean, she and Yando could have been busying themselves throughout the day with that. In that case, chances are, like, maybe we do, like, a little bit of archery practice, or if we just want to sit and shoot the shit, that's fine, too. Yeah, all right. Yando was going to stay up with Drogyar tonight, but he can do that with Vipira, I guess. all right well then in that case i guess i'm just staying up alone just chilling out going over uh stances and uh amongst other things but still keeping an ear out for things all right go ahead and give me a perception check Uh, 15 seems about right everything seems about right great love that vipira wakes up um rogyar and yendo presumably Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Vipira. Yep. And thanks for uh, thanks for the tips. I was uh, working a li- I was working them uh, uh, during my watch. Ah, good, good. I'll uh, I'll be quizzing you tomorrow morning. <sighs> so, Rogyar, you got any? Uh, you got anyone in Vigil? Any fa- friends or family? Uh, I don't think. I've never been to Vigil myself. No, uh, my family lives back in uh, in Curse. Across the lake there. Oh, okay. I, I've, I've never been there. I've, I've spent my whole life in, in Last Wall, but here it's nice. So what do you... We never really had a chance to to talk about normal-ass stuff. You you just you were just rolling into Roslaw's coffer when, when this all happened? Oh, well, I... Uh, my family back in the High Helm, back in the Five Kings Mountains, they make... Oh, High Helm, okay. Yeah, my family makes uh, weapons and, and armor, and part of my job is to, you know, deliver them. So, Roslar's Coffer is, you know, one of the last stops on my route. Like, I live with my wife and my two kids. They live, well, we all live in Curse, and uh, yeah, my wife handles the route from, from High Helm to Curse, and I bring it across the lake from Curse to Lastwall. Yeah, I'm a regular in Roslar's Coffer. I'm there every every few months with a new shipment. Wow, I, th- th- you know that's 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 a kind of life I could get behind. Just always out on the road. Sounds fun. Eh, it's not exactly the life I would have picked, but I'll tell you, before this happened, and I kind of motioned to the air underneath my feet as I'm like floating in the air. <laughs> before this happened. Stinting out on the front of that boat going across that lake was the f- closest I ever felt to flying. I still can't really believe all this is real. <laughs> and I only had to die to make it happen, you know? So you couldn't even fucking do this shit before uh, before all that happened? You, you were just a... Pardon me, but you were just a, a, just a normal dwarf? Yeah, I was just a guy. I don't... I don't know what I'm even really doing here, like... I don't know why I have these powers. I just, I'm just thankful I'm still here. I guess. Well, Rogia, yeah, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're lucky to have you. Maybe it's a little bleak to say so, but I think we're. It's 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 a good thing you were in Roslaw's Kaffa when when you were, because I I don't know if we could have made it out of there without you. Yeah, I I only wish my son wasn't with me this time. Oh, Rogia, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Um, if when he says that, I'll actually pull out the uh, 
the little wooden bird that the Dolorum carved for me. When we were in the boneyard, I actually came across the spirit of my son. I don't know if we ever told you this, but we, we actually came across this like ghostly version of Roslar's coffer of the town was like manifested in the boneyard with all the spirits that that couldn't accept what had happened and couldn't move on for fairly obvious reasons I, I sure you know oh yeah and you know my son was one of them growing up he was always whittling or carving something he always had a piece of wood and a knife in his hand making making something he he could look at a block of wood and see more possibilities in there than you could possibly imagine but but part of part of our our journey here we had to help those souls move on and right before that happened he gave me this this little bird and obviously i it, i keep this with me cuz i'm i got to make sure i never forget my son and what he sacrificed what that whole town sacrificed so that we could be here delivering this message to the Knights of Ozum, you know? Um, at this point, I'll, like, manifest my my familiar so that it can pop out and just kind of, like, fly around my head. But this little guy, he uh, he came to me in a time of of need, and I like to think it's the uh, a little piece of Dolrim's soul watching over me. He was always a good lad. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I never... Never really uh, subscribed to a lot of that spiritual stuff, but I, I got to tell you, after everything that we've been through, call me a believer. Yeah, I never, I never really put much stock in it myself until I lived it. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I'm happy you're here with us, Rogia. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that your life got turned upside down, and I, I hope when all this is over, you can get back to your family and try to put your life back together. Yeah, I just hope my wife. I hope I can look my wife in the eyes again after, after losing Doran like that. Well, you can't possibly blame yourself, Rokiar. Every every single person in that town, they 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 all died in 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 their sleep, or you know even even if they were awake. Like, just look at that place. No one could have done anything to stop it or protect anybody. Yeah. No, I I I hope that after everything you're not you're not beating yourself up over that because that that that's something that happened and it's a horrible thing that happened but it is not that is not on you. That is not your burden to to bear, Rogyar. Do you have any kids, Yendo? No, I don't have any kids. Well, that's the thing. I can tell myself it's not my fault till the cows come home. But I'm never going to really believe that. My well, son I... my son died and I live. And somewhere deep down, that's my fault. And it always will be. Well, I don't really have much to say from that. Maybe you're right. But I guess if that's the case, you need to do everything in your power to, to make it right. And I intend to. Um, <clears throat> so let's do some perception checks and Matt take a hero point. Oh, thank you. Okay, so let's hear perception checks. Uh, Rogier got a 33. Damn, Yando uh, got a 17. Uh, still not rolling great. Yeah, well, you guys get through your watch uh, with no issues. All right, then uh, Uhtred. Uhtred and Randolph, time to wake up. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Uh, so Rogyar goes and wakes up Uhtred. Yano goes and wakes up Randolph. I, I attacked this guy. What are you looking me up for? Where's the Rand- fire? Rand- Randolph, it's your turn for watch. I don't do watches. How many times do I have to tell you people? There's something in the trees, Randolph. Is there something in the trees? There's always something in those trees. <laughs> I begrudgingly get up and I yell at the Elias to get out here. And fill him in on the situation in the trees. I don't know the trees. There might not be something in these trees right here, but there's always something in the trees somewhere. Yeah, so that's what we're working with, Elias, huh? Why don't you go check the trees? I'll be over here with my eyes closed. Not sleeping. (laughs) All right, right, good night. Yeah. Now, I assume when I message Kisakish, it's not like nightly, right? It'd be a couple days before I would expect a response. Yeah, if you look at your Harrow card, uh, it still has your previous message on it. Okay. I meant to ask this, like, last night. Don't I get a... When you have a familiar, you get, like, for perception? You bonus? get the alertness feat, which yeah, the gives you a plus feet. two bonus on perception and sense motive checks. I believe that's... I believe that's only if you're they're, like, adjacent to you or something? Hold on. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, Bo the chicken will chill by me. Well, while the familiar is within arm's reach, you get alertness. Ah, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I'll be, I'll uh Uhtred will plop down right next to Randolph and like with the hand for this away will be petting Bo and he'll say, Oh so Randolph, we really haven't had a chance to talk to you uh outside of being in mortal danger. Yes, that's true. It's it's actually quite nice to not be in mortal danger, even if I am up when I should be sleeping. It is. I mean as you know, the, the Dead Roads was no joyful trip down the street. <laughs> so, where, Randolph, where do you hail from? Elias and I, we were always uh, um, oh, archaeologists, uh, that's what we were. No, well, Randolph, don't lie to me. You misunderstood. I was. I, I, I know lots about the Elias. Yes. It's you. Sorry. I'm, I'm more interested in. You're not native to Russell's coffer. Yes, no. I, I get confused. Thalias is always rattling around in there. I am an archaeologist from uh, from a, a place you've never heard of. Vigil. Yes, ah, I, <laughs> I was born in Vigil. My, my parents <laughs> still live there to this day with my half-siblings. Ah, yes. Uh, a lovely place, maybe. Sometimes. I wasn't very fond of it. I never liked Vigil. Uh, I, I tend to agree. I haven't been back in many a year. Too many nosy people come for Vigil. Randolph, an archaeologist from Vigil. Uchi tries to uh, rack his brains from his childhood. He kind of remembers, like, a, even at that time, kind of older crackpotty man yelling about finding artifacts. Yes. But nobody ever paid mind to him. Well, I used to be very good, I'll have you know. Oh. You ever uncover anything I may have heard of? No. (laughs) Very good indeed. No, nothing like that. Let's try an easy question, then. What what brought you to Rossler's Coffer at the time of your death? Yes, well, it was a magnificent item. A relic. Oh, one of these artifacts you've never found. Well, I found many of them. You just haven't heard of them. Oh. My apologies, I misunderstood. Top secret artifacts! Who said they weren't? I have a backstory. 
Well, what was the artifact you were looking for in Rossler's coffer? I spent most of my life there. Jar. Yes. A jar. Well, Joe. It was a door, but then it was a jar. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, this one thing about Serenite, though, and uh, I was going to go get it and bring it back to the temple, and, well, then I died. And now here I am. Here we are. And me as well. A relic in the bastion. No, yes, you, you would have never heard of it. You, you might be surprised, Randolph. Much of my backstory is tied to that bastion. Yes, well, you kept the light there, but it wasn't a light. It was Serenite artifacts. Very unlighted. But the Serenite artifacts were either destroyed or collected by myself and brought back to Vigil. Hmm, so you might have heard of them. The Red Reaver encounter. <laughs> and we were just in the bastion. Why didn't I look for them? <laughs> Randolph, do you know why they call me the Keeper of the Light? Uh, you always carry a lighter? Not quite. And I'll unsheath Valo. This scimitar is known as Valo, the Light. And I am not its first owner. No, it belonged to a man much greater and more talented than I. And I went on a mission of sorts with him when I was a young lad, just a squire, in fact, to the Bastion of Light. For you see, you must be aware then that at one point it was inhabited by a mighty red reaver that was feeding off of powerful artifacts in the Bastion. I'm aware. Who said I wasn't? Well, <laughs> as you are clearly aware, that red reaver met its end... Unfortunately, yes. so did the true owner of this scimitar. But I can assure you, the artifacts that had been undamaged were removed and brought to Vigil. Oh, must be close to 15, 16 years ago. It was I in another time. I've done many runs back and forth. Ah, so you worked with the priests of Serenite? Ah, yes, the priests of Serenite. Lovely people. Are you a priest, Randolph? Uh, I dabble. I dabble in priestly priest <laughs> priesting. Oh. I dabble in blind faith. <laughs> it's odd. I, I feel I would have seen you before then. Well, I was much younger back then. I look like me, but much younger. Well, that still raises the question. Then you should know all the artifacts are taken out of there. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, so, it's, it's the lie is banging around in my head. Right. I can never get things straight. Quite what straight. Ar what artifact were you searching for ten days ago? I wonder if North Priest North Albert would was expecting you, or knew you were I, coming. Yes, well, I came and went as I pleased. My attendance was never announced. It's very secret stuff. Too secret for me, sometimes. I imagine there's lots of things that are secret from you. Well, Randolph, that is unfortunate timing that you were sent there right when Rasa's coffer was doomed. I know! That's what I've been saying this whole time! You don't think it's not a coincidence, do you? If you asked me ten days ago, I would absolutely say it was a coincidence, but possibly not. I mean, you were sent to us on Barzak's orders, so... Mm. I get the strong feeling nothing that entity does is by coincidence. Now you've got him thinking, which is a dangerous place to be. So our paths have crossed before, potentially. I knew I liked you. I must have. Keeper of the light, and 
My word, that scimitar is nice. <laughs> Can I touch it? You may. Careful, it's always sharp. Oh! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I was very careful. <laughs> oh, yes, I could see. You grabbed it by the handle. Uchid doesn't really have any more pressing. He better direct. not. <laughs> I know. Joe, I pushed you to the limits. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Yeah. So I think probably they would just finish out their watch. Uh, oh, Uchidal is going to write some scrolls. Okay. So give me perception checks. Uh, Uchid, take a minus four penalty. It's a natural 20 for a 26. Minus four is a 22, but natural 20 nonetheless. And 19 and six for uh, Thalias and Randolph. Okay. Your watches pass with no issues. And we go to the next day. Hooray! You guys get back on the road, and off you go. Randolph continues reading his... Oh, no! Sorry. What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I see. Thalias got a natural one on his ride check there. <laughs> wow, no. That was just a... Uh... That was something else. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might have something to do with uh, the fact that today's uh, it's raining and it's uh, a little windy. You've got a you've got a light drizzle and a moderate wind, so that's uh, that's a minus two on perception checks today. And uh, any tiny flames like candles are automatically extinguished. Um. But yeah. Uh. So you got Randolph uh, reading his tome of understanding and. Uhtred, uh continuing to read through the uh, cult ritual. So after tomorrow, at the end of the day tomorrow, he'll be able to make an intelligence check on that. Yeah, you guys get another full day of riding in, and you make camp. Let's do watches. Vipir goes up first. Yeah, rinse and repeat, same order. All right. Vipir, give me a perception check. Focusing a little bit too hard on the <laughs> short bow there. 13 with a natural one. Yep, and that's uh, another minus two for the for the drizzle. Oh, no, 11. So 11. All right. Vipira's watch seems to go by with no issues um, until she hears something. Uh-oh. Is it someone getting stabbed? You hear, you hear footsteps coming around the side of the carriage. What do you do? Oh, no. Uh... Vipira is going to be like, red alert, red alert, everybody wake up. And <laughs> just goes into full panic mode. And uh, she goes invisible, trying to figure out where, where this thing is. Okay. Uh, well, everybody give me perception checks to wake up. Nobody gets the element of surprise now. 13. 18. 33 for Rogier. All right, uh, minus 10. That'll be uh, 23 for Rogyar, a 3 for Randolph, and an 8 for Uhtred, which is still what? enough for everybody to hear Vipira mere feet from you, uh, shouting, red alert, everybody wake up. Then, Vipira, you turn invisible, and just a moment after you vanish, the owner of the footsteps comes around to the front of the of the carriage where you're sitting, and you see a very familiar tall woman with blue hair and we'll see you next week no <laughs> on the inspired no, no, incompetence no, no. podcast it seems like a really bad time oh see ya no. see ya oh see ya. yeah oh god <laughs>